Once again, with your SmackDown Live reaction, I apologize for being a day late and possibly a dollar short, uh, but I am the money, and that means I can make it up to you, because I'm that damn good. WWE SmackDown Live, uh, let's just jump into it. Randy Orton comes down to the ring and says he is not afraid of anyone. In fact, the face of fear, aka Bray Wyatt, is afraid of him. Bray Wyatt, you are afraid of me, that's what Randy Orton's saying. And then, of course, Bray Wyatt pops up on the screen, and he has this little uh, spiel about how Randy Orton is being uh, is basically full of himself, and he doesn't understand what he's getting into. And Bray Wyatt is a quote unquote god. He says, "You know what? You know what, Bray? No, 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 no. Bray saying this to Randy. You know what, Randy? Come and find me. Come, come get me if you know if you know where I am. If you're so big and bad." So Randy Orton goes backstage. And there's a there's a thing on a wall that says, uh, choose two doors, man, or pick one pick one door, one or two. And there's a cardboard cutout of Randy Orton with his eyes cut out, uh, and his eyes are glowing in the background of the first one. And it's just so creepy and so awesome all at once. I love it. Um, and then he kind of creeps back. He's like, all right, that's messed up. Whatever, bro. I guess I'll go check door number two. And he pops open door number two. And then the camera cuts to the other side of door number two, and you can see Eric Rowan sitting back there with a sheet mask, just waiting. As soon as someone pops in that door, Eric Rowan is going to pounce and beat the crap out of whoever comes through there. And then Randy Orton closes the door. And then Bray Wyatt pops up on the screen again. He's in an undisclosed location, so to speak. And he's sitting there doing his promo about how Randy Orton's a chicken, Randy Orton's a coward. You couldn't even find me, man. And Randy Orton pops up behind him with a sheet mask. And he starts beating the crap out of Bray Wyatt. Randy Orton puts the sheet, ma- sheet mask back on, sits down, sto- slowly starts laughing, and he gets deeper and more sadistic and crazy. And then Bray Wyatt cuts in randomly, and I'm not sure if that was an editing mistake or they were trying to make it look messed up, but uh, that part was really, really, really weird. Aside from that, I absolutely loved this segment. I thought Bray Wyatt and Randy Orton are finally getting time to develop and build some sort of storyline. So I really loved Bray Wyatt and Randy Orton. Uh, The sad part is, I think Randy Orton's going to end up beating Bray Wyatt, which is dumb. Randy Orton is a 12-time champion. He can lose seven times in a row, and we're still going to be like, hey guys, Randy Orton's a 12-time champion. There's no need to worry about him whatsoever. But alas... They don't trust Bray Wyatt for whatever reason. They just don't trust him. So I hope Bray Wyatt finally gets some gets some meaningful wins. But I don't know if it's going to happen. Uh, so that was a solid segment. SmackDown Live with that segment was amazing. Uh, then we get the Ascension and the Usos versus American Alpha, Heath Slater, and Rhino, your tag team champions. What I really disliked about this was the beginning. Uh, the Ascension and the Usos and American Alpha all basically got quote-unquote the jobber entrance. They were all already in the ring, and then you get the Usos to come out with fantastic new music, fantastic new intro. I loved the Usos' new intro. They're heels. They can't do the little Samoan song anymore, the little Samoan dance, and they can't have that hip-hop beat. Like It's just not going to work if you're heels. 
So they've got this more powerful, it's hip hop still, but it's like, it's dark. It's dark and it sounds like they're brooding and they're evil and I, it's a lot better. But why are you giving the jobber entrances to the other three? Like, let your tag team champions have a legitimate entrance. Let American Alpha have a legitimate entrance. The Ascension sucks, so whatever. <laughs> to quote, uh, to quote uh, Enzo Amore, but you're the Ascension. How you doing? Like, you know, what are you going to do? The match overall was fantastic. Um, you know, the Ascension had some good offense. The Usos had good offense. Uh, they really picked on Chad Gable and made his leg look weak. Uh, and then it looked like the the American Alpha tag teaming with the tag team champs, Heath Slater and Rhino, it looked like Heath Slater and Rhino were actually going to come back and make the win. And then they picked on Heath Slater's leg and, you know, damaged it to shreds and got the tap-out victory, the Usos, that is. So, you know, they're really doing a good job of pushing the Usos as legitimate heels. And hopefully they can continue building this and not just hot-shot the titles to the Usos. I think they should be the champions. I'm not a big fan of the goofy, happy-go-lucky, he Slater Rhino thing. It's working, but you know, I like I like some tag team champions who are legitimate, angry wrestlers or legitimate technical wrestlers. You know, he Slater is really good in the ring. Rhino is good in the ring, but it's just I don't know. It doesn't it doesn't jive with me if you know what I'm saying. But the match was great, so. Kudos to them for doing that well. I really like that storyline and how it's going moving forward to No Mercy. Um, in the women's division, you have Natalia and Carmella versus Nikki Bella and Naomi. Just meh. Just meh. I mean, it's it's good that they actually had the match. They didn't waste time. Um, Carmella and Nikki Bella are obviously going towards a feud here. Uh, I'm sure those two will have a match at No Mercy, but... Uh, you know, it just it needs more something to it. I, we don't understand why Carmella is so pissed off at Nikki Bella. Uh, she just she just hit her the one time, and now she's mad. I don't get it. Um, but I do like that Carmella has won so uh, so many times. She got her with a quick roll up, and it was really weird. So it was a weird roll up. It wasn't like a schoolboy. It was it was like I'm gonna pin you hard, and you're gonna lose. So I like that. Carmella is getting the victories. It's making Nikki Bella look like the punk. Um, Nikki Bella will probably end up winning this feud at No Mercy, but uh, they're making it look like Carmella legit has a chance. So it's kind of a mass storyline right now, but they've got all the chance. They've got all the all the uh, opportunity to make it worth something at No Mercy. Uh, the Miz homecoming celebration. He had this thing where he came back to Cleveland because that's where he's from. And they had this great bit where he had someone throw up a picture of him over LeBron James. And he did this whole heel thing where he's like, you know what? LeBron James sucks. They don't even need – they didn't need LeBron James to bring a title. I already brought the title to Cleveland because I won it. He main evented WrestleMania as the WWE champion. He was the WWE champion. He's now the Intercontinental champion. He's won the title for Cleveland. So I like how, you know, he's kind of stating the obvious, but he's doing it in such a jerk way. And he had his parents in the crowd, and he pointed out Dolph Ziggler's parents and said, uh, Dolph Ziggler sucks. So he, it was great how he portrayed himself as, quote-unquote, the only hero for Cleveland. Um, 
And then Ziggler, also from Ohio, comes out and runs his mouth and says, uh, you know, listen, I've been on a down, downward spiral here, but I'm determined to prove that I can win. And The Miz says, you know what, your career's a joke, you're a joke, so on and so forth. And Dolph Ziggler puts his career on the line. He says, you know what, if I'm a joke, if my career's a joke, prove it. If I don't beat you at no mercy for that Intercontinental title, I'm leaving. Wow. Uh, I, I, I don't want to cheat and look and see what his contract status is. I know it's got to be coming up soon. So it worries me that this is going to be it. They're going to have Dolph Ziggler leave at no mercy. But they're putting the, the show off, Dolph Ziggler. They're putting his, his inability to win in a storyline. And he got really emotional. I don't know if he's acting or not, but it was great. He had tears in his eyes. So this rivalry just got big real fast. If Dolph Ziggler loses, he's gone. And, th- and this was my thing. I was like, all right, whatever. He'll just go to Raw. And the Miz said that. He goes, no, 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 no. If I beat you, you're not going to Raw. You're not going to NXT. You're not going anywhere. You're done in the WWE. So they covered that little basis as well, and I love it. I love this. This is where you turn in an A-plus paper, and they're like, I know, I did damn good. And sure enough, you got that A-plus back. They might have even given you a 101 out of 100 just because they're like, damn, this is really good. So I'm a big fan of this storyline. Uh, I can't wait to see what happens next week and then going into No Mercy. Um, yeah, it was great. There was a segment where Becky Lynch was heading down to the ring and uh, Alexa Bliss just beat her down on the ramp. And that was it. Wasting my time. FFFFF. Terrible grade. Awful. Why are you doing this? Don't waste my time. If you're going to have a segment, just do that backstage. That proved nothing to me. That proved that Alexa Bliss likes to cheap shot people. We knew that. She's the heel. Don't waste my time. I'm angry about that one. (laughs) Uh, Dean Ambrose and AJ Styles, one-on-one for the World Heavyweight Championship. Uh, Solid match. I thought it was really good. Um, I guess the one thing that I didn't like was that John Cena's on commentary and he just didn't know what to... What to say? I don't know. So I, I really like what they're doing with Dean Ambrose. He is kind of like the Stone Cold. Again, I'm going to use that reference. He just doesn't care what anyone thinks. He doesn't care what anyone does. Um, and he he said, you know, Ambrose says he's going to turn Styles into the guy who's going to cry into the face that runs the place. And he says, last week I beat John Cena. That's old news, like John Cena. He's calling him out for being a part-timer. And John Cena comes out and says, you know what, I'm not a part-timer. I'm just trying to prove I can do everything at once. So, you know, I can kind of see both sides of that. And I thought, I, uh, I don't like Cena on commentary. It just feels weird. It's not like anyone else on commentary. But I like how I can get behind either person right now. I'm going to get behind Dean Ambrose because I like Dean Ambrose more. But I feel legitimate about getting behind John Cena as well because he's – Right. I can't blame the guy for being good at everything. But at the same time, I can see where uh, John Cena's like, yo, or no, sorry, Dean Ambrose is like, yo, you aren't here. You can't sit here and run your mouth about how you're the face that runs a place when you're not even in the place. Half the time, you're a part-timer. And then AJ Styles is AJ Styles. He's just fantastic. I thought uh, the wrestling was good. The match was good. The ending was predictable, unfortunately. John Cena interfered. 
and he pretty much ruined the three count for Dean Ambrose. Um, so that was kind of meh. I wasn't a fan of that. But overall, I can't be too mad with it, right? Because uh, it ended how it was supposed to. AJ Styles won with the... With the... What did, how did he win? He won with roll-up, yeah. One, two, three, real quick. Um, so yeah, you can't get mad. I thought... The problem is I feel like this feud is going to be predictable. AJ Styles is going to retain at No Mercy, and that's going to be that because John Cena's got to go record his American Hustle or whatever the crap his stupid new show is. Dean Ambrose is going to record a movie, so Styles is going to win. Um, they can't have John Cena win number 16 at No Mercy. That's stupid. You build it up for WrestleMania, and if you don't do it, WWE, you're morons. you got to make that a spectacle, man. This isn't like back in the day when no one really knew when Ric Flair's last title would be. Um, You know when John Cena's last title is going to be, and it can be soon. So do it fast at WrestleMania. WrestleMania, John Cena should win number 16 and tie Ric Flair. That's just that. If they do it at No Mercy, they're dumb. So here's what we got going into No Mercy. Becky Lynch and Alexa Bliss for the title. Uh, We've got Styles and Ambrose and Cena for the world title. Ambrose, or no, sorry, Ziggler and The Miz for the IC title. Tag team champs, you got Usos and Heath Slater versus Rhino. Probably going to get Nikki Bella and Carmella. Probably going to get some Baron Corbin action uh, versus Apollo Crews for the millionth time. Randy Orton and Bray Wyatt. Uh, Here's where I go on a little bit of a rant. I love what SmackDown's doing. It just feels so small time. And I don't really like what Raw is doing, but it feels much bigger. And the brand split just kind of ruined it all for me. Uh, I feel like everything's just so watered down. Everything is just another wrestling show. There's nothing big. There's no, there's no reason for me to watch. I feel like I can catch it the next day and be fine. And in fact, I did catch SmackDown the next day, and I was fine. I didn't lose sleep because I missed SmackDown. And it's unfortunate because the Night of Champions or Class of Champions, whatever the crap they're calling this stuff now, was really good. But it was just, eh, it was another wrestling show. I don't feel like I need to call in sick to work to watch it. And I didn't. I watched it at work. Uh, I don't think I need to worry if I miss Raw for 20 minutes. I can watch the replay and be okay. I don't need to watch it live and interact. And that's not how wrestling used to be. Even a couple years ago, I felt like I had to react with all my wrestling friends as it happened, and now it's just like, eh, I missed Raw, I missed SmackDown, so what? So, uh, the brand split is just so watered down, and I'm I'm hoping it gets better, but when you get guys like Cesaro and Sheamus who go a best of seven series, and then it doesn't even come to a conclusion, the rest of the writing just doesn't make sense. The creative process isn't making sense. I watched NXT, and those matches were great, but I didn't feel like... Uh, maybe it's because of the format. It's only an hour long, and I I feel like I need to pay attention to kind of get behind the storylines. And when it's Raw and SmackDown, there's just so much to keep track of. I feel like it's a part-time job. And I've already got a couple part-time jobs. It's called my full-time job, work. It's called the Gigaverse. It's called video gaming. It's called reading books. Like, I don't got time for all that, WWE. I don't know. That's just my opinion. I think the brand split is terrible. I'm hoping they get rid of it come WrestleMania time. The house shows apparently are not doing well. The live events are not doing that great either. 
So hopefully they can get rid of this crap relatively soon. But I fear that uh, they're going to stick with it. And it's just going to keep creating a water dump product. That's just my opinion. Just me speaking from the heart. Uh, so we'll see what happens come next Sunday. Not this Sunday coming up, the next Sunday. We'll, uh, we'll review Raw and SmackDown next week. Until then, I'm going to leave you with this. You should go to thegeekiverse.com. We've got a World Cup of Hockey simulation on our website right now. NBA 2K17 on our website right now. NHL 17 on our website right now. There's tons and tons of great reviews on thegeekiverse.com. Go check them out. Then go check out our merch store. We've got shirts. We've got shirts. We've got shirts. I just repeated that three times to be very specific. We have shirts. Then, if you don't like our shirts, that's fine. Go to Amazon.com. But be sure you click on the link on thegeekiverse.com, and then it helps us out. You're buying the stupid shirts anyway from Amazon. You're buying your Tupperware from Amazon, your plates, your silverware. I don't know why I'm going with the food mantra here. Apparently, I'm hungry. But you go to the Amazon.com through our link. It helps us out. It gives us a little kickback. That's all we're asking. Just do the some the stupid stuff you're already gonna already gonna do and help us out. It's like when you go buy something and they've got those cash back credit cards. You're gonna buy it anyway. You might as well get some cash back. You're gonna go to Amazon anyway. Might as well help us out. That's all we're saying. You know what? That's all we're saying. So, beacovers.com. You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat. We've got a YouTube channel. It's pretty dope. It's got some cool stuff on there. Buffalo Comic Con. Lighten it up. It was lit. I don't know what that means, but I like saying it because it sounds cool. I'm going to leave before I start stumbling and mumbling too much. Bruno 1.0. 1.0. 1.0. Geeks Talk Wrestling. I'm out of here. We'll see you later.